0: everyone, welcome to the Sport and History podcast. Today we're showcasing another postgraduate members research. Um, and obviously do remember folks that we are keen to promote the excellent work of our postgraduate and early career research members. Uh, so do get in touch with me, Katie, if you're interested in being involved. Uh, my email address can be found on the BSSH, BSSH website. Um, and today we're talking to Barbara Hawley. Barbara is a doctoral candidate at the International Centre for Sports History and Culture at De Montfort University. Um, she previously taught philosophy and religious studies before deciding to pursue her PhD. Her research involves looking at Speedway from its British inception in 1928 through to 1965 when the British League was formed and she has a particular focus on the on the Midlands. Having watched Speedway with her father and uncle from an early age, Speedway had always been a passion and the opportunity to study it during its heyday in the late 1930s and 40s was obviously appealing. Barbara is also a qualified Speedway referee and this has taken her all over the country, refereeing in speedways three leagues. So lovely to have you with us, Barbara. Thank you. So you've mentioned that you kind of um, that there's parental influence in terms of getting into speedway. So how did you get into speedway, and obviously in particular the refereeing side of it?
1: Well, speedway has always been there. Um, I used to go with my my father and uncle, as as you've mentioned. Uh, to the Green in Wolverhampton uh, from an early age. Um, and, you know, then you go to university, you have a family, what have you. So there was a bit where it sort of went into a bit of a lull, but I was always very interested uh, in Speedway, so I always kept up with it. Um, and then around sort of 2003, 2002, um, I sort of got back into going to Speedway quite a lot and thought it would be really nice to be a part of Speedway, if I could, in some way. And it just so happened that there was going to be um, what Olly Nygren, Speedway rider, very famous uh, Swedish Speedway rider, who in fact has just died just recently. Um, and he was running what he called a sliding school at Kings Lynn. So you could um, apply to go on this sliding school. It was a weekend. It was a Saturday and a Sunday and actually have a go on a Speedway bike, which was incredibly scary, but also quite exciting. And after that weekend, I thought, well, it really would be good to be able to to take part in some way, be part of Speedway. So it was clear I wasn't gonna be a speedway rider and I wasn't gonna be a mechanic. Um, <laughs> so what can I do? So I thought, well, actually, what about being a referee? Uh, so I had a little think about it and uh, applied uh, to, uh, to try and become a referee because obviously a, a number of people do apply, not everybody gets on it. Uh, so I thought I would have a go. Um, So I went to the meeting in rugby and Julie got offered a place uh, as a trainee uh, for Speedway and in 2006 I I qualified. Uh, So that's basically how I got into refereeing.
0: Fantastic. I love the idea of the sliding weekend as well. Just kind of that must have been really fun. (laughs)
1: I'm not sure everybody, and I include myself in this, not everybody (laughs) managed to get a a slide round. There was one scary point where I went very, very close to the safety fence and that sort of shakes you up a bit. Somebody asked me if my life had actually flashed in front of me at the time. No, I said, but I did pull into onto the centre green just afterwards. scary, but exciting.
0: Uh, that's, That's fair enough. Now, we've we've both got backgrounds as teachers. And did you find that actually your career as a teacher helped you as a speedway referee kind of laying down the law, as it were?
1: Well, I think so, actually. You know, you're used to marshalling students, aren't you? And, and trying to get the best out of them. Obviously, um, I'm not trying to get the best out of their riding. That's up to yeah. them and their team managers. <clears throat> um, but used to marshalling students. and And as a teacher, you're used to trying to sort out problems, organize things, you're used to dealing with people. Um, so I think that probably actually helped uh, and especially dealing with people who might have overstepped the mark um, (laughs) on the track perhaps here of course we're talking about Um, so yeah I think it does help actually Uh, I think it did and and also the holidays as well uh, you know the the longer holidays mean that uh, if I had to go on a on a sort of refereeing Trip to Scotland or or down to the south, what have you, and had to stay over a couple of days. Then it means with the holidays that became more possible. I think than than it might otherwise have done.
0: Yeah. Um, so why why choose Speedway as a subject of your research? Is it just the kind of passion that you had for it. Or were there any other reasons? Um,
1: well, to be honest, uh, at the start it was a bit of a toss up between philosophy education and speedway and i, I had quite different spoke <laughs> yeah absolutely and i had gone around to speak to various professors um but in the end you know the speedway was was in the blood really and it just seems so it will be so interesting and so exciting to do something that um was totally different from my day job um, So that was certainly an appeal. I could combine it with looking at the Midlands. I was born in Wolverhampton. I live in Cambridge now, but I was born in Wolverhampton. Uh, So growing up in the Midlands, going to school, um, it would be nice, well, it was nice, the idea to combine that with Speedway in its heyday, looking from the start through to about 1965. And of course, then we've got the International Center for Sports History and Culture, which was the obvious place. Uh, once I decided it's gotta be Speedway, uh, that was the obvious place uh, to try and go to. Um, there was very, very, or there has been very, very little research done on Speedway. Um, and so that was also appealing that I could actually try and look at something which sports historians had largely ignored, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Very very little on Speedway. When I was introduced by my supervisor uh, Matt Taylor to Geoffrey Hill and he introduced me as one of his um, students who was uh, looking at Speedway, uh, Geoffrey Hill just turned around and said, about time, uh, which sort of says it all really. (laughs) Uh, So yes, Uh, and of course I wanted to be the world expert added to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, why not? Of Um, course, (laughs) of course. I kind of completely agree with you because you know I chose my topic of um, American football um, because I mean partly because i had done it for my MA but also just completely different to my day job and to education um, because I, I was been juggling my PhD with teaching it was an escape from all the kind of education stuff and the teaching and all the stuff I was doing in my kind of day job so it kind of made it my kind of fun thing that i was doing on the side kind of the, the subject that i'm really interested in um and kind of took me away from kind of work and it was really nice to do that um, and it, like with speedway i mean no one's written anything about women playing american football so it's kind of yeah you and me both can become the world experts in our in our fields um, indeed <laughs> and you touch on obviously it has been so little research do you, do you think there are any reasons why that's that's the case?
1: um i think really in in one sense um speedway compared to what it was in the 30s and 40s has fallen a little out of favor in terms of the numbers who people of people who spectate these days um it's certainly not what it was on, when we're talking about millions attending mm. in the 30s and 40s um it's not seen very often in newspapers either these days uh nor on television um, and um, To be honest, I I think that probably has had a bit of an effect, Um, but if I were really honest, I would say that I'm at a bit of a loss to say why it it hasn't been researched more fully by sports historians, given the fact that it was such a big thing. In the 1930s and 40s, uh, and even in the 1960s, when in Barry Briggs coming second in the uh, BBC Sports Personality of the Year competition in 1966, and he comes second, knocking Jeff Hurst into third place. Now, this is something big, and yet, you know, people haven't heard of it. And it seems like a lot of sports historians, you know, either haven't heard of it I'm sure they have but but it's it's not really paid a great deal of attention to so I'm hoping that we can shine a light on Speedway and and get it actually to be in its rightful place or to be seen in its rightful place in British sports history so that's what I'm hoping that I can just push it out there a little bit
0: yeah absolutely um so you mentioned obviously it was obviously a really big sport in the um in earlier years and um, kind of interwar and immediate post-war years. So why was it such a big thing then?
1: Um, I think there are a number of reasons. Um, It was very new. It came over in 1928 from, well, from Australia, um, but there was something similar to Speedway going on uh, in America uh, and some in South Africa uh, as well. but essentially it came over in 1928. It was new, it was utterly different. This is stripped down motorcycles, racing around, broadsiding around the bends, all with no brakes. Uh, and you've got four or more guys in the early days together. Uh, and it's just essentially very, very exciting. It's very different. It's, I think it's also then was seen as being and I would argue very modern then. Um, This is the era uh, of flight, uh, of uh, Brooklands, and I think it probably caught the spirit of the age. It's interesting that a number of uh, the top speedway riders were also pilots as well. So there seems to be something about maybe speed that actually has has got through to them. Um, But I think that it was modern, Um, It was very different. It was exciting. Um, And the sheer numbers, um, we've got 12.5 million paid to see Speedway in 1949. Um, Let's get the right year, 1949. And in 1938, 93,000 people watched the World Speedway final at Wembley Stadium. So we're talking about huge numbers um it was on the radio it was in the newspapers um and eventually some some of it was on television maybe not as much as the speedway authorities would have liked but people knew about it and they could see the large numbers attending i think also because so many towns in fact A lot of towns, nearly every town, that's maybe slight exaggeration, but nearly every town and city had a Speedway stadium. Um, And so people saw people going to Speedway. They read about it in the local newspaper. Um, They also probably saw that that royalty uh, actually attended sometimes. The Duke of Edinburgh uh, attended uh, a final, Speedway final. Um, You had film stars, Jean Simmons um, went to a lot and said her favourite rider, I think was Split Waterman, I think was her favourite. But here you've got Oscar nominated film stars, Laurel and Hardy just dropping in. I think of Bristol one year. Um, And you've got somebody like George Formby as well, who was a a great favourite at Tamworth um, in the Midlands. Uh, And even Admiral Earl Beatty said, nothing as exciting as Speedway. So you've got the military, you've got royalty, you've got some film stars and lots of ordinary, ordinary working people who who went. Uh, Supporters clubs uh, were very big then. And I think success builds on success. Um, There were test matches, there were world championships. Um, Some of the riders like Jack Parker, uh, appeared on the Daily Express Youth Forum panel with people like Joyce Grenfell and Enid Blyton. So we've got these riders who are becoming well-known and, and not just for Speedway, uh, for other things uh, as well. Some of them appeared in non-sports uh, programmes on the radio. So I think all of that adds up um, not everyone enjoyed Speedway. There were fluctuations in, in Speedway and its popularity. Uh, but in the period that we're talking about, the interwar and immediate post-war, I think all of those things built up to, to make Speedway a very big thing in, in British sport.
0: Wow. Um, it's crazy to kind of think of those numbers and now think that, you know, it doesn't get anything like as much coverage. But presumably because it was... Such a big part of everyday life. There's, we can learn probably quite a lot from it. So I guess um, you know why is it important to study speedway? What can we learn by mm-hmm. know, research such as yours?
1: Yeah, um, it was a, a very important part. I would argue of of working class leisure in particular. So it it has an input into study of leisure. Uh, and in particularly working class leisure as well at the time, uh, women's leisure uh, as well. A lot of women went to Speedway uh, to watch. Um, so I, I think that it says a lot about that. It, in fact, it can shed a light on well, community, gender modernity it's important historically it's important sociologically um, as well and also it was one of the very first uh, commercialized sports uh, professional sport uh, in that era so in in that respect I think it's going to be important because it sheds light not just on speedway Mm -hmm. and why it was important uh, in itself but it also sheds a light on these other aspects uh which people are studying so hopefully it'll just have a little bit of input there
0: yeah um and kind of what you touched on it there that actually that um there were lots and lots of female spectators and obviously i've read a little bit of your work and it mentions kind of the family atmosphere that was promoted at the speedway events um but you also mentioned that in the 1930s female riders were banned so kind of what what was behind that when was it rescinded what What's kind of because okay. my interest in my research interest is definitely in kind of the gender side of things, so it's that's fascinating. Yes,
1: yeah. Um, Speedway is also interesting because in 1928 to 1930, it did allow women to race. And what's more, those women, there weren't very many of them, I hasten to add that, you know they weren't sort of queuing around the block to, to, to join Speedway, but there were women. There were women like Faye Taylor, Eva Asquith, uh, Babs Neal, Dot Cowley, uh, there were others. And they, some of them did uh, race against, well, in fact, all of them probably, at one time or other, raced against the men. And sometimes that was with a handicap, but not always. Yeah. And, you know, they did beat the men, not all of the time, but they did. Uh, and Faye Taylor, I think, was probably the most famous of those. Um, but one of these women, uh, unfortunately for uh, for her and also for other women who wanted to take part in Speedway, um fell on parade we think it was when she was on on the initial parade so not actually racing uh, but fell uh, and broke a collarbone something of that sort and she then had to uh, be attended to by the medics who had to partly undress her in front of the main stand in in one of the London stadiums so you can imagine that hands went up in horror I mean they did this to the men of course you know every race nearly but but for the wimp, that's a slight exaggeration but again you know what i mean
0: yeah
1: um but i don't think or at least i can't find in the acu minutes anywhere where it actually said that women can't race um, What we think might have been the case is that the promoter at the time said, oh, no, we we can't possibly have women if this is going to happen. And then another promoter hearing that thought, oh, actually, perhaps we'd better not. Um, And so without actually having something specific written down, or at least I certainly haven't been able to find it, um, it sort of just continued not having uh, women there. Um, I, I did find there was a note in the track Licensing Committee um, on the 27th of uh, July 1928. Um, And it stated that, and I'm quoting here, prohibition of women riders to be considered again at a future meeting, unquote. I haven't found anywhere anything of that future meeting. Uh, But the upshot of it was that women no longer uh, took part in that. I don't think, I'm not sure that this sort of ban, if we can call it that, was ever rescinded, Um, just maybe that it no longer applied. So we had Mm. female riders coming through, there was somebody in the late 1970s, um, and we had somebody, Jessica Lamb, who actually was a member of Plymouth team in about 2005, 2006. Um, But we don't have anybody currently uh, who's a female and a rider in the upper divisions. There are some juniors coming up. So I expect to see more women actually participating alongside the men uh, in in Speedway. Um, As far as uh, refereeing is concerned, um, I managed to find uh, a little note for the competitions committee um, the 10th of May, 1946, where a Mrs. D. Taylor had actually had the audacity to ask if she could become a referee. Oh, um, shocking. And, I know, oh, I'm quoting here, it was resolved that uh, steward appointments, now that was what they called referees then, we're, we're all referees now, but it, they were stewards then. It was resolved that steward appointments should only be made to male stewards. There it is. Um, so there have been three female stewards. So uh, I was the second. Um, Margaret Vardy was the first. Uh, I was the second. And Christina Turnbull uh, was the third uh, to qualify. Um, and that's how it's been since.
0: Wow. That's a, it's, a, it's amazing that, you know, given that, like you say, in your research, so many female spectators. that yes. You
1: know, yes, I mean, not kind I mean, yeah, I mean, women can come forward and do this and they would be welcomed. Mm. Uh, so it's not like anybody in authority is saying don't do it, yeah. you know, or trying to hinder them coming into it. Um, I'm sure that, um, more female speedway riders and indeed referees would be very welcomed uh, by the authority. I, I suppose there are 20 odd of us all So we're not talking yeah. about huge numbers of, of the Speedway referees in this country. Um, so uh, yes, but there have been a lot of women uh, and it was noted in the 30s and 40s how much of a friendly family mm. sport Speedway was and just how many women there were in the crowds. Uh, Mass observation noted that in the queues going into Speedway, there seemed to be more mixed uh, yeah. queues or in terms of men and women groupings, uh, male and female groupings, going into Speedway than just about any other sport. Uh, so it, it's very interesting to to see that.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. Um, the other thing that kind of fascinates me, and you've touched on it um, a bit already, is the fact that, like you say, in 1966, Barry Briggs was the runner-up in the Sports Personality of the Year competition ahead of Geoff Hurst. You know, scoring Amazing. a hat-trick in a, in a World Cup final wasn't enough to be runner-up in the it's Sports almost,
1: Personality. It's, it's almost unbelievable, isn't it? I know. It? It's, it's, it's
0: almost. I just absolutely but it love happened. that. <laughs> um, but you kind of acknowledge on on your Twitter feed that Speedway has actually been kind of excluded from the show um, from Sports Personality of the Year fairly recently, even when, as a country, you've produced a three times world champion. So we
1: have. In, yes.
0: Why do you think that's happened? Do you think it's irreversible? Do you think that Speedway can kind of raise its profile?
1: Yeah, yeah, I certainly hope so. I don't think it's irreversible. I don't think anything is irreversible. So I think that 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 profile of Speedway could be raised. Yes, it it was a shame. We have Ty Wolfenden, who's a a three times British world champion, uh, and you sort of expect to see a little bit more, or perhaps maybe, you know, he could be in the running for for voting, but we don't ever sort of see that. Um, So so that's a a shame really. Um, It's rarely, I've said it's rarely mentioned, But it's not impossible. I think, Um, you know, it lacks the support numbers that it once had, but that's not to say um, that it can't come back in into the public uh, once again uh, and sort of the uh, and and its profile in the public um, be raised. But that that will need a lot of work, I think, on publicity. And maybe people writing in like they were required to do in the 1930s you know people would say well if you don't think there's enough speedway on the radio or, or the results the big thing was the results people wanted results and they didn't always have them uh, when they wanted them speedway results this is um and so people were told well well write and tell the bbc what you think you know um so I, i'm sure that if people did that in sufficient numbers mm. um that and generally, if its profile were able to be raised, that we might see that again, you never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, as, a, as a motor racing fan myself, it's often been frustrating, because I watch a lot of uh, IndyCar, and things like that, you know, British winners of, say, the Indy 500, or winning kind of the championship over there, who get glossed over, or ignored, you know, there's a lot I mean it happens with lot of sports, isn't it? That they don't get any kind of coverage on sports personality year and that happens, that happens frequently. But to have a th- three times world champion and not get acknowledged seems particularly um, particularly kind of crazy. I um, kind of I guess moving away from your research, so it's 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 linked. Um, on your Twitter, you've you've mentioned kind of presenting at things like the BSSH annual conference and other conferences. Um, what benefits did you find you got from presenting at those sorts of events? Because I'm aware that you know sometimes uh, postgrad students are can be a bit reluctant to kind of present at these things. But it's you know generally I found it's a wonderful uh, opportunity. But what have you found from your experiences?
1: Oh, it, it's great, and I would encourage any person, any researcher, uh, any postgrad to just. Just go and do it it might be a bit nerve-wracking but just go and do it because it, it really builds up your confidence um but even more than that it's a really good way of getting your work out there and getting it known um and it's really very very helpful to be able to do that uh, and not only that you also get to meet people whose work you've been reading um <laughs> the the movers and the shakers are of Sports history, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage anyone who is able to, uh, even if it just feels like maybe something I'm not ready to do, go and push yourself uh, and do it, and you will be rewarded for doing it.
0: Good, good. Glad to um, hear such a positive response. I remember I went to my first BSSH in Swansea, and I um, i only just finished my master's uh, dissertation. And I pre- I basically presented presented that and um like you say always a welcoming friendly kind of environment and atmosphere and very encouraging and um absolutely. yeah I, I'd recommend it to um to anyone um who is maybe a little bit a little bit hesitant and also feel free to come and chat with me on the podcast as well <laughs> that's the other that's the other <laughs> opportunity to chat about your research yep that as um, well absolutely yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, your research sounds absolutely fascinating. It, it sounds like there's a there's a definite need for it. Um, is there anything else you'd like to generally say about it?
1: Um, well, I, I just hope that people will just become interested uh, in Speedway and maybe just read a little bit uh, about it. Largely from me, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll be. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be interested uh, in reading uh, reading your work as it as it comes. Um, as it comes yeah. through in um, journal articles or whatever
1: yes um i mean jack williams uh, has done a little bit or did a little bit on speedway and and my own supervisor matt has so i mustn't claim that it's <laughs> only me doing this because that would not be absolutely true yeah. um but um yes i i would encourage people to just learn a little bit more about it because i think it does have something to say to us uh and if you ask people in the street in fact if you asked a number of sports historians about speedway they might be hard pressed to say what it is and certainly wouldn't know how important it was yeah um so i I would just encourage them you know just to do a little bit of reading on it and if they come across it read it
0: lovely thanks so much for joining us
1: i've enjoyed it thank you very much
0: you're welcome um as always folks don't forget that if you are a postgraduate or early career researcher member we do have a COVID 19 research grant available Um, to help you access any materials that the pandemic might be making difficult for you. Um, So that could be a book that you need that you can't get hold of. It could be uh, any kind of digital resources. So do apply for that when he's there and waiting. Um, And also, don't forget, get in touch with me if you're interested in being on the podcast um, or if there's anything else that I can do to help. So until next time, folks, take care, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs)